0: Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Uh, today we have Alex Ubatov because we live together now.
1: <laughs> as I said, ready for my role as permanent co-host. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so grateful. Uh, it's been a crazy week. I moved house and... Uh, what else did I do? I feel like a lot's been happening. Oh, I started like having sex with somebody. Uh, well, I have had sex with them like now technically three times. So it's like I'm seeing them. So that's all of a sudden a bunch of time.
1: Yeah. Well, it should be, I think, uh, noted that the person you're having sex with is not me. <laughs> <Since> <laughs> you started with, well, either. we just live together. What else has been going? Oh, yeah, I have been <laughs> fucking someone. Don't make any connections, please. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think of that. I did not... Think of that, yeah.
0: I'm just so innocent. Um, yeah, no, we're not having sex. We sleep in separate rooms and there's uh, we're good friends. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Um, funny you bring that up because last night uh, I was at a party with a bunch of comedians and um, Moni, well, I shouldn't name names, someone <laughs> <laughs> baked space cake mm, with um, mushrooms sprinkled on top. So it was like, uh, and we all paid for mm. it because it was like solid dosage. Um, but at the end, I left with Dragos and uh, Moni was like, oh, well, the last time you... I'm doing—I'm not doing an Asian accent, but oh, the last no, time I'm you... Also um, not naming names. No, no. <laughs> yeah, not naming names. But she was like, the last time you left with a, left a party, Anna, you ended up having sex with them. So maybe you'll have sex with Dragos tonight. <laughs> like in front of Dragos, in front of everybody. And it was like, I, that's such a... I don't know how to yeah i was like well we actually stayed together for two weeks living together in an apartment in barcelona so like we're not just gonna have sex because we we go in the same direction you know yeah i don't know is that like a that's just a naive thing or do people really think like i don't know it does that shit doesn't just happen right
1: no nah, people just assume stuff i guess
0: Mm.
1: Oh. so it's like yeah you've been friends for a while and uh drago should say romanian robot <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I don't think they procreate via sex. I think it's like some sort of algorithm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Oh, Dragos, he is hilarious. Yeah, there was some great stories coming out last night. But basically, the space cake was, uh, yeah, just to give a bit of background into how I'm feeling um yeah the maker of the space cake not naming names said that you will wake up high and uh and that is definitely the case i'm definitely feeling a little bit um uh yeah out of it for sure for sure slept deeply um but your brother is
1: (laughs) not naming
0: names is everyone enjoying psychedelics or, or drugs right now?
1: I guess so. No, my brother just is just high at, a, it's at some park and uh, keeps sending me... because It's fantastic weather out today. So he keeps keep sending me like uh, pictures of trees that looks like ice cream cones to him. And so I'm also after this, I'm going out to Tempelhoferfeld, probably looking, looking at some trees and some fields.
0: What sort of high are we talking? What? just uh, weed high? yeah just weed just high, weed high. yeah well, that's nice <laughs> that's really nice yeah it was um last night was my first time riding back from uh like friedrichshain to vetting so i was like let's see how dodgy these train stations feel at night like i didn't know if i mm-hmm. should maybe yeah i didn't know how safe i was gonna feel and i was quite high so i was like but i felt fine i felt fine it was that's all good. right it's good it's a safe area
1: yeah as long as you're on a bike
0: <laughs> as long as you're on a bike okay i was not on a bike i'm picking up my bike today uh, all right and then i'll be fully here i'll have like all my stuff except my fridge here so
1: yeah right, cool, cool that's exciting yeah what i did yesterday for the first time was uh like you're uh, like active on clubhouse and uh i'm not but uh twitter has basically like a clubhouse function now and uh well, it's called spaces Spaces, yeah. isn't that?
0: That's also how you can save money on N26. They have spaces. Is it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but basically, uh, like I've been, I've joined other spaces before and just like talked a little bit with uh, some people. And yesterday, I did my uh, my my first uh, my own space. Uh, at can first.
0: anyone do their own space, or do you have to have a certain number of followers?
1: I think you have to have, uh, but it's like a low number. It's like four or six hundred. Fake. okay yeah okay so i'm uh, not to brag but <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty, pretty well above that
0: you're well above that exactly and yeah. so you started your own space and yeah, what yeah. did you what was it yeah, about
1: I did it, uh, I did it at midnight and i uh and i uh, called it uh come on let's talk about crying
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. oh my god that's so cute i love it come on let's talk about crying
1: <laughs> that's really good yeah so um and yeah it was like like an hour and like i mean my twitter persona is pretty it's it's a i, I use twitter as like an emotional uh, outlet a lot so mm-hmm. it's a lot more depressive than i guess i would be in person <laughs> I yeah hope, I hope. <laughs> i'm like i don't know yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no but, like at least in everyday interactions like uh, of course not not what i what to I do alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't, no one sees that but um yeah.
0: no you're 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 not a depressing person <laughs> at yeah. all and yeah no no no, not at yeah, all
1: not in shortbirths yeah no, but but yeah um and it was uh, it was super interesting so yeah i guess, like there were some so how many
0: people were in the room or the space
1: uh, well i started at midnight and i like mm-hmm. didn't announce it but it was still like I think 2025 something like that
0: that's a lot
1: yeah, for pretty, an unannounced it's pretty, pretty good room yeah uh, I, I also wouldn't want it to be more because it was my first one and i was pretty drunk <laughs> uh, and uh yeah just coming off of I'm actually like in the middle of a Robin Williams binge so I was uh, emotionally well charged. Oh,
0: perfect. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah.
1: Then, yeah, and it was good. Like it was just some people came on, and we talked about like uh, what uh, what crying means to us and uh, mm-hmm. like uh, what like what are crying good crying movies and good mm-hmm. crying music. I remember there is actually some good German crying music, like I said, kind of questioned whether that exists, but no, no, they're out there.
0: Crying, German crying music, yeah, I guess, I have no idea of German stuff, but... Yeah, there well, yeah.
1: was this, um, this um, uh, well, basically in Hamburg in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was something called Hamburger Schule,
0: mm-hmm. Hamburg,
1: Hamburg School, and uh, it's like yeah like German indie rock and like Tokotronic and Bloomfeld are two big bands from there and their early stuff is pretty, pretty good for crying as I remember it like mm. uh, there was a girl on um, I don't remember like I don't know her uh, so I don't remember his name but she reminded me of that song uh, it's called I, I Just Wanna Be Something For You Oh yeah and basically like I have to listen to it again but the way she described it it's like a nine minute track where he just keeps uh, repeating I just want to be something for you and it ends with but at the end I'm just myself
0: oh, <laughs> so vulnerable
1: yeah for Germans that's uh, that's a lot
0: yeah
1: yeah and then yeah we just went through like uh, situations in which you cry and um, yeah I think I quoted a lot of a lot, a lot of lyrics that make me cry
0: Mm-hmm. elliot yeah. smith and
1: <laughs> yeah elliot, elliot smith you don't even need a lyric like, just right it's just yeah kind of just need uh, just need this voice yeah true and it's like uh do, do you know that uh one scene with rick and morty that references elliot smith
0: no it's like so, i feel like all the rick and morty i have ever watched i was super high like always just high and right. i don't remember very well specific bits but yeah, yeah what's the what's no the, it's
1: the, it's amazing this is, It's basically um it's this episode where rick uh, clones himself a uh, young rick and then mm-hmm. like his mind is in the young rick and he doesn't want to go back uh because uh, and he's like super partying and just having fun mm-hmm. and it's just amazing but the only way that his uh, uh, like true self escapes him is through art so 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 whenever he like sings he dances happily but the, the lyrics that he sings are like we're all gonna die this is <laughs> nothing of this matter so like none, none of our endeavors will come true will fulfill us like and, but he's still like dancing and shit and uh, at some point to kind of wake old rick up i think summer uh, just uh, like forces him, forces headphones on him with Elliot Smith on them. He just, you think that the world is great? Just listen to Elliot Smith. And he listens to Elliot Smith for like 15 seconds. And then she just breaks down crying and goes, oh my God, how can such great talent die so young? <laughs> 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 beautiful.
0: Oh, that's great. I do love Rick and Morty.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, there was a guy who like mentioned, well, that I thought it was interesting that, uh, that he cries at funerals, but he is he never cries because of the person that died but it's because the other people that cry and you kind of empathically yeah. like turn into that and uh I, I remember like one of my favorite songs by uh, Aesop rock and i think it's called Krause and he's got uh, uh it's just like about a friend dying and he's got uh this amazing line in there which is um everything you think you're hiding shows in the way you view the graves as a string of tiny thrones
0: no <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah.
1: which pretty much hits that it's like yeah when you're dead you're you're done you know like mm. you're you're like you're on a throne like nothing can really touch you and it's just the yeah the people around you that affect that, you the, the, yeah that feel and uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah well that's, that's yeah pretty good <laughs>
0: that's really good well that's the whole thing with um like suicide <laughs> um, because you know talking robin williams like and a lot of oh, yeah, it's I actually watched, interesting
1: I Watched his uh, like i started watching his inside the Actors studio again yesterday mm-hmm. and it's it's an experience like i couldn't uh, like I, I i couldn't continue after like 20 minutes like i'm, I'm gonna try again but because i remember from like i watched all of the inside the Actors studios when i was mm-hmm. like 20 or something mm-hmm. uh, i remember that his was super funny mm-hmm. obviously hmm but watching it now and like knowing like his background, and now he killed himself and shit, it's so funny that it feels psychotic. You know, it's it's, it's, it's strange because he comes out and you know inside the actor studio, it's like the interview about your personal life. Mm-hmm. So.
0: I actually don't think I've seen any
1: inside the actors' studio. Oh, it's pretty good. The Chappelle one is amazing.
0: And this was all in what e- like what era? The
1: Must have been like around, around the 2000s. Yeah, right? early
0: 2000s. Okay, I don't think I've seen any of them. No. Right,
1: but usually think... it's like, uh, well, it's like uh, James Lipton does the interviews and there's uh, a, a, a big like auditorium full of acting students. And like, I don't know, Rini Zellweger or whoever comes out and there's applause and she sits down and then they solemnly like discuss uh, their... Uh, lives and backgrounds and careers, and every time they name a movie, everybody applauds. And every once in a while, there's laughter, but more like if if as if they were on the talk show or at the end, there's like some funny questions mm-hmm. that they get asked. Um, Robin Williams comes, Williams comes out and just like slaughters for five minutes, just kills, just, <laughs> like, ju- just jump around. It's like people are like crying, falling off their chairs, and shit before he even sits down. Like that's for five minutes. Oh my god. And then everything that James Lipton says like just he asks him like one question. Robin Williams turns it into like a two minute routine with characters and it and shit. Uh, it's like on a, a craft like comedy craft level, mm-hmm. it's super impressive. but mm-hmm. if you're watching that like in the state that I am now because like uh, like you know just like like em- emotional like trying mm-hmm. to uh, uh, trying to get in touch with yourself, you just see somebody, just like using comedy to deflect like so heavily yeah like it's like it's heavy like he's he's killing but you're like holy shit like he has you one question about yourself mm-hmm. like like something about like how were your parents like and he's like well my mom was a teacher and my father you know he got happy when he drank and then like five minutes of jumping around and killing and they that again show people crying falling over laughter like they already forgot the question and yeah, the answer, yeah you know? yeah yeah so it's uh yeah it's it, it's it's it was heavy it was way heavier than i expected oh. watching that
0: because there's yeah there's um in in covering like in trying to hide or protect yourself from the vulnerability like protect himself from yeah feeling any kind of pain yeah he's like there's you can still sort of see the vulnerability in how hard he's Avoiding it, right? Yeah,
1: like absolutely. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of reminded me because, uh, like, uh, um, one time I was uh, at a concert with uh, two other uh, comics, and uh, like you know they're kind of known to be a couple. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's two dudes, but they're just like you just see them together, basically, right? Two comics
0: who yeah. are a couple.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, like a like a comedic couple like the two dudes but they're not gay or whatever. Oh, okay so okay, like okay you okay. always okay. see them the joke uh-huh. is like oh they're married like blah, blah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh I, and i never hung out with the two of them for an extended period of time mm-hmm. but uh it was a very good evening but later i realized why because basically one of them is neurotic and mm-hmm. the other one is um uh fuck what's the uh no no i'm spacing on a term um uh, choleric <laughs> choleric
0: hold on what does choleric mean
1: uh, well it's like y- you uh, you get from zero to a hundred if you're angry kind of you know oh like okay it, it, like you just let it all out yep. so one of them is neurotic as soon as you gets neurotic the other one gets choleric which makes the other one more neurotic and they like you know they, uh, they can um they yeah, just bounce they off each bounce, other bounce off each other into infinity and I was great into mediate, in mediating that uh-huh. the whole time so I realized later oh that's about the relationship that my parents had <laughs> like, right you know, like and I, was, and I was fit fit and snugly like in the dynamic between the two of them so the whole evening was like super harmonic and beautiful <laughs> for you because you were like this is comfortable no <laughs> no no for, no, for, for everybody because yeah like I, uh, I like yeah, I trained yeah. that all my childhood you know yeah. so now in that situation I'm like oh, yeah, I know I know what to do <laughs> like I know went to the flat, when to make a joke like when to like how to spin the narrative or the conversation or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but in hindsight it was still like oof, oof.
0: <laughs> that's interesting yeah yeah i um i don't know if i find those dynamics comfortable like i try to analyze yeah uh like when i was on holiday with drago holiday in barcelona with uh, drago and shahak yeah i felt like um I don't know. There were there were dynamics playing out, and I couldn't I couldn't analyze what was <laughs> happening. But back to suicide. <laughs> um, it's interesting though that Robin Williams was so uh, like yeah, psychotic, I guess in his in his output and like stage presence, right? But then he was drawn to doing movies that were genuinely extremely vulnerable, like. No like um the i forget the one the one where his wife commits his wife commits suicide and then he goes to like join her in heaven or hell Mm -hmm. um and then there was another one like there's there's a whole string of movies that he did that touched on suicide right yeah
1: and definitely. depression well yeah i just watched the uh, dead poet society as i found out for the first time yesterday like i thought i watched it but apparently i only watched the first half mm-hmm. like uh, yeah i didn't know that uh, spoilers for a very old classic movie if you're an idiot <laughs> and haven't watched it uh, like I, like i do like honestly it's a great movie go and watch it now now i'm gonna spoil something in it well basically wilson from dr house kills himself in it <laughs> towards yeah who's like the center center character and uh yeah he's
0: like a good student right
1: yeah he's, yeah he's, he's like a great student but he also yeah. wants to do theater and his
0: mm-hmm. uh, his dad uh hates him
1: <laughs> yeah and his dad when he finds out that against his dad's will he did theater uh he sends him on like to like a military school and then to harvard to become a doctor which would be 10 years and the, he says like well that's basically a life sentence and yeah. his dad is, like, not giving him any of it. And, uh, yeah, then he just sh- uh, shoots himself.
0: And was it also, I wonder, like, a big metaphor for, like, being gay and not being allowed to be gay? <laughs> <laughs> like, doing theater, being gay?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would not say that. But <laughs> <laughs> he seemed pretty straight in the movie. I mean, yeah. He was a beautiful man, but, you know, I wouldn't say... <laughs> wouldn't say he was specifically portrayed as gay. No, like.
0: no, no. But I wonder, like, yeah, like vampires as yeah, in like True Blood being a yeah metaphor or allegory. You know, like the yeah gay people or people who are not just gay, like LGBTQIA. Um, yeah, if it was also being used as that, or if it was just purely a story about someone wanting to do something and not being allowed to, like, not being supported in that, mm. and then
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's like it's like whatever the. I mean, if you break it down, black and white is the father is whatever, the conservative we're not doing new shit is, and yeah. the son is like the next generation where we do whatever. I mean, you yeah. could you could see it as being gay, but it, it, then you're kind of saying, like, everybody who wants to do theater is gay. Just- no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, you <yeah>, know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a lot of them. <laughs> no, not, it's it's not a very simple that, interpretation. i not but. saying that that doesn't happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so, yeah, you finally watched all of it. And, uh, no. yeah, I haven't watched it in years.
1: That's pretty good. I watched Good Will Hunting again. It's an amazing crying movie. And half the soundtrack is Elliot Smith, which makes it an even more amazing crying movie. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, started watching The Fisher King, but uh, yeah, 10 minutes in, I realized that it's a, a Terry Gilliam movie. and As much as I love Terry Gilliam, mm-hmm. but... It's not the easiest stuff to watch. <laughs> if no, it's not. If you're like uh, more in a more peaceful mood.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the Fisher King is um, it's like an old, old, old story, right? It's um, it's essentially uh, it's I've read about it in psychoanalytical um, theory. It's like uh, used as a metaphor for basically a man who is um, like if you're wounded, um, you will, like, die if you don't look after your wounds. And, the, yeah, there's something like the old story is basically a guy gets wounded. Like, the king gets wounded and only a certain, like, he needs a certain special treatment in order to um, heal. But uh, no one can, like, I forget. Do you, do you know the old, old story? There's... I
1: just know the version that they tell in the movie, which is, like, the king as a kid uh, gets uh, offered the... Um, to watch the holy grail Mm. but the moment he wants to touch the holy grail he gets these uh, grandiose visions of himself as a god Mm. and so the holy like he has to uh, reach into a fire to get the holy grail okay. out and but because he gets these megalomaniac visions like the grail disappears and he just hurts himself badly on the fire mm-hmm. and then he just spends his life looking for the holy grail and his wound gets like worse and worse mm-hmm, mm-hmm, until mm-hmm. one day he like comes upon a fool and the fool just mm-hmm. asks him like like what do you need and he goes well i'm thirsty i need something to drink and the fool just like gives him something to drink and as the king drinks he realizes that his wound goes away and he realizes that the fool gave him the holy grail and he asked him like how could you find this thing that uh, all of my best men couldn't find their whole life and the fool just said I don't know like I think that's a story that they tell in the movie okay yeah but the movie is uh, like I've only watched half of it now, but it's but it is like through a through a Terry Gilliam. It's like Brazil, basically. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. a heavy psychedelic, yeah. like just an assault on all senses, which yeah. is great. But also Tom Waits is in it, which uh, I always love <sighs> to like watch something where you're surprised by a Tom Waits appearance.
0: <laughs> I love seeing Tom Waits on film. Yeah. He makes me so happy.
1: Yeah. Have you seen him in the this uh, Buster cracks Netflix thing? No. Oh, it's so yeah I mean, if, you, if you got that bust the yeah it's the latest uh coen brothers movie which is oh. like an episodic uh western thing yeah fantastic which, like, i should watch that six next. six episodes and yeah there's one where uh, tom waits is the the main character and uh like the, the, there is the first one that i think it's a force or something the, the first one gets more praise because it's like it's got a tighter story kind of and it has uh, james franco in it and like, it's pretty it's pretty funny but my favorite is by far the, the Tom Waits one because it's mostly just him him alone talking to himself and singing and digging for gold and it's
0: oh that's perfect that's what amazing. you want to watch Tom yeah. Waits doing that's <laughs> i love Tom Waits so much he's like a yeah he's got that kind of family like you know that magical family member feeling it's like oh you're yeah. you're like home but you're yeah you're a bit like kind of this like deity and yeah like comfortable home like um, reassuring, wise but dirty and scraggly. You know. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I, like... I love Tom Waits. Okay, I'm going to check that out next because I recently, due to I don't know what we were talking about, Alex, but you recommended it. or you mentioned it. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and my goodness, my goodness, I love Tarantino. And a lot of people had talked shit about this move. Like, just had said it was I don't know, not I don't know, not many people were like it's great. Mm-hmm. And I loved it mm-hmm. and uh, just being rem- reminded of how wonderful violence can be.
1: Yeah. I just... who's, saying, who's saying that that movie is not
0: great? Lots yes. of people were like,
1: meh.
0: <laughs> well, because everyone, I guess, holds Tarantino up to, you know, Kill Bill and yeah. Pulp Fiction and, you know. All actually, the...
1: actually, like Nicholas Amling, who just visited uh-huh. like a... Yesterday? Two days ago. Two days days ago, ago, yeah. Yeah, like he went to the movies to watch it three times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, and he bought a poster of it, which is like bigger than Nicholas. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we talked about, uh, uh, um, it's not Charlie Kaufman, it's uh, what's the murder, Charlie, that everybody...
0: The what? Charlie Kaufman? Yeah. Charles 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 Manson. Charles Charles Manson. Charles Manson, yeah. Yeah, The
1: the song in it when you see the Manson girls when they show up for the first time, when they go dumpster diving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an original Charles Manson song. Oh, it no like it's like his best one, but it is pretty good. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, a, I want to rewatch listen, it already. listened to it since.
0: Oh, it's so like the Manson girls. That's such a
1: mm. oh, it's so creepy. Yeah.
0: yeah. Also, like as I usually go into watching a movie, I had no idea what it was about. I just knew Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, it should
1: be enough, let's be honest.
0: And it is, and it was enough. It was enough, <laughs> and it was like it is on my to-watch list. But all these people are like meh. But um, yeah, I was just watching, I just saw on Instagram this morning, um, you know, Rosebud Baker, Rosebud Baker is a comedian. She's married now to um, Andy, um, Andy Hayes. Also. no, he he was here. Um, he he did a show here. But Rosebud Baker, they're both great. They're great. Mm. I really love them. Um, married. They have a podcast called um Find Your Beach Pod. And um, anyway, they were talking this morning, and Rosebud Baker was oh, on their Instagram thing. And uh, Rosebud Baker was saying um, like the hottest. You know, if she wants to, I don't know. If she's wanting to get sexually excited, she thinks of Brad Pitt on the roof in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That
1: is though. No, oh, yeah, dude, that's I was incredible.
0: That oh, goddamn Brad Pitt is sexy, and he's and this is what Rosebud was saying. He's fifty-seven. He's yeah. fifty, which means he's like sixty, right? If he's in yeah. Hollywood, he is such a sexy man, <laughs> sixty-year-old, and like I, he doesn't look like he's he has got like a natural face. Like he hasn't had any work done. Like he's just this like ripped healthy beautiful specimen yeah
1: I... yeah but he's like he hasn't any work done he's literally the like for decades has been just the standard for men the beautiful like oh, he's like a Brad Pitt type oh uh, he I mean, is him top lesson fight club fight club is like i don't even know and that's the equivalent of uh uh selma hayek and Dust till dawn for men oh. i guess yeah. oh. <laughs> we watched that scene recently didn't yeah. we oh my god yeah Oh, I imagine them fucking...
0: Oh, that would be the best uh, porn ever. Can we pause? <laughs> what was that?
1: Can we pause? <laughs> can, no,
0: pause, rewind. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should... Okay, we need to... So Alex and I are working on a uh, an audio play, and we I haven't had time to edit because I've just been... Well, Barcelona and then moving house and whatever, but... Yeah. Yeah, like maybe a scene where they become like the most beautiful people ever. So it's like uh, <laughs> we should we should write that in where they I don't know
1: yeah, just like do mushrooms and turn into Selma Hayek from Dosteldon and Brad Pitt from Fight Club.
0: Yes. Oh, <laughs> mm. or like I don't know. Is that is Brad Pitt from Fight Club the hottest Brad Pitt? Like I yeah. is it definitely? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Tyler, Tyler, yeah, Tyler, Tyler Durden. Dern oh yeah. mm, he is super hot in that yeah. although
1: he's like he's like to- topless he's into, like he's got scars like, yeah he's yeah, he's... he's topless but somehow still wearing a a, a red leather jacket <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yet like topless but you know like it's uh, topless brad pitt yeah. like
1: oh, fuck, i gotta i uh, gotta show you um, a comedy bit later it's just like nine minutes of somebody describing meeting Brad Pitt uh, yeah. Falk Piocek F- F- showed it to me it's, uh, it's oh it's, you need to show that to me yeah, that's right there. oh my god I would it's got so many so many amazing punchlines oh yeah <laughs> yeah ah oh. he's describing like uh, like what like seeing Brad Pitt walking he's like well I'm walking but like I'm not sure if Brad Pitt's even walking anymore or if God has like a thing where like he just puts Brad Pitt wherever he wants him so basically I'm walking Brad Pitt's gliding <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> it's oh, just bad, like yeah
1: or like at some point the guy makes Brad Pitt laugh and he goes and I don't know have you ever Heard Brad Pitt laugh, like cause when you make him laugh, and you hear that, it doesn't even hit your ears like laughter. It uh, hits it like like the first breath of a thousand babies, and all of a sudden, memories of hundreds of women that I that I've had love for appeared in my brain. Real love, real. <laughs> like, it's it's like, so intense. <laughs> <gasps>
0: that is so intense. It's and it's yeah. got a wonderful laugh. The,
1: Theo Theo Vaughn was the comedian. Theo Vaughn. I'm quoting Harvest Pitt here. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. I wanna. Yeah, we'll this was Spotify that. Theo on Brad Pitt, so yeah, it's thoroughly amazing.
0: Oh, he's just he's just this he's just this perfect, but he's also this like okay. So talking about crying, I think this links in really nicely um, because Brad Pitt is he um, embodies this in in all of his characters. I think recently, uh, for and for a long time, I think he's got this like um, like sometimes he plays a dumber version of himself, but he's usually this kind of like. Pushing down emotions, very like self-assured, um, you know, very physically capable, but like you know, like do you see him cry?
1: Brad Pitt crying? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not for a few years though. Like I think since since like Inglorious Bastards. Uh, so for the last, let's say, 10 years, I think all the characters he's had have been very classic, almost like Western masculinities. Like as in like country West, like, you know, the West.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, masculinities, I think. I don't think he's been,
1: you know, because. Well, definitely gri- crying at the end of Seven.
0: Yeah, but that was before. That was that was earlier. Yeah. That was like early two thousand. I haven't watched like. I think from like there 2010 almost. There was like a
1: onwards. space movie with him that looked emotional, but I, I haven't seen it.
0: 12 Monkeys, he was like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> weirdly still attracted to that type. That says so much about who I'm attracted to. Like, give me the crazy yeah, one. But
1: he's like more harder than the crazier. That's why I think Tyler uh, yeah. is like the, I mean, he's arguably harder in Snatch, where like mm, oh where, he is yeah, yeah where he's mm. also topless the whole time has a six pikey yeah he has uh crooked teeth yeah and he and he doesn't speak english and he doesn't
0: oh god he, oh, he's good and snatch fuck yeah. oh my god i think i uh, i want to do some kind of i'm sure everyone already has like what theo vaughn already has like a 10 minute bit on him but like i'm feeling very inspired <laughs> <laughs> by my love for brad pitt right now is there a, what's the female equivalent as 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 you know, stereotypical you know, as that kind yeah, of question. We already
1: we already had like Selma Hayek yeah. and Industrial Dawn. Like, but it's just like this ridiculously ridiculously hard. And I guess yeah, from that on, it's probably very. Uh, but we don't
0: still think of like there's no there's there's really no woman that's just like continued to be like fuck and I know that that's just maybe because of the male gaze and the Scarlett
1: Johansson yeah
0: actually yeah she's doing well right Natalie
1: Portman like there's Natalie Portman there's, there's still some where it's like yeah you're just gonna be harsh until you die somehow like Breakfast
0: <laughs> yeah I think Natalie Portman for sure yeah right because okay yeah she started young enough for her to still be. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson just married Colin Jost. He's like 20 years younger than her. <laughs> really? Yeah. Colin Joes. Who's this guy? I want to... He's I'm the gonna. SNL, like, uh, weekend update guy. Colin Joes? Yeah, it's him and... Um, Colin Just. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, yeah. but it's Jost. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, just checking yeah. in terms Simon of... Him and Michael Che has been doing SNL. We oh,
0: him. Upgrade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd fuck him for sure. He looks like he's gay, though, right? Like- <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I, he's, he's, he's very attractive for sure. Yeah. And she's 20 years older.
1: Yeah, okay, maybe I'm exaggerating, but he's just definitely definitely uh like a chunk older.
0: (laughs) i love it i love it i you get that that young d baby you you snatch that up you keep it uh yeah okay um yeah i don't know i i'm i'm down for younger men i guess once they're old enough you know what i mean (laughs) i think i need to get older before the younger men are gonna be good enough
1: yeah yeah well in their case it's like like he's hosting snl and she's like a giant hollywood star yeah you know it's like these aren't even humans yeah no they're
0: well yeah okay god damn it i feel like just being born in the u.s you've got more chance like if you're got any talent just like where you're born right you're or like and where you grow up you just have a higher chance of exposure
1: to things like you're just yeah like there's there's a lot of factors to that you know Mm. it's it's kind of weird to to -hmm. think about but like yeah, obviously, if you're in the uh, if I was in the US, like I would have started stand up probably not at 25, but yeah, way way earlier. Just totally, there's all this exposure. But it's also like you look at people and often uh, they're not necessarily the first generation that are great at Mm. what they're doing you know Mm. like you do know like flying lotus for instance Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you know what like what his father was
0: now what's his father
1: his father was like one of the biggest motel musicians
0: of course okay like
1: it's like yeah a lot of those people it's like they kind of get born like not necessarily rich but already with this rich background of like artistry or yeah stuff like that
0: Yeah, totally, totally. So it's not just where you're born; it's like what you're born into. Yeah, the whole line of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe like our children's children, (laughs) we're working. We're working. We're we're working for our children's children's chance to to be superhuman. Scout Johansson, fucking
1: Colin Jost. But but everybody does. I mean, like if like if my if my parents didn't decide to move to Germany, like. Uh, it's a high possibility i'd just be dead at this point yeah (laughs) (laughs) like the russian men uh, 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 mortality rate like just life expectancy Mm. it's like 45 or some shit like wow that is young yeah because most like a lot of them just die very young and alcohol related incidents (laughs) yeah it's like like, uh, youtube
0: proves that (laughs) yeah
1: there's some ridiculous statistic where it's yeah, it's pretty much the same life expectancy as a Black American, like like male, wow. and it's uh yeah. So, you know, like my my father has like a new wife now, and her son from a previous marriage is, I think, exactly my age, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, like he got caught with like a half a kilo of weed and a sort of shotgun, and is in jail now. And that's probably the best I could have done. <laughs> <laughs> If I stayed in Russia, <laughs> like when I hear that.
0: Or maybe like a full kilo of weed and a full shotgun, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: if I want to go far in life.
0: <laughs> I'm doing things in, in halves, all right? Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. That's uh, that's real, huh? That's yeah. real. I um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm like growing up in, in Australia and moving mm-hmm. to Germany. I don't think I've increased... Uh, violence against women's pretty pretty bad, I guess. Like domestic violence is pretty bad in Australia. Although I said I would, I would think that most Australians would argue that yeah, Australia is safer than I don't know other places. Mm. So who knows? But uh,
1: <laughs> I think most other people would not argue that (laughs) australia like most lethal things just live in australia
0: (laughs) yeah right like i've i've rescued my genes from all the spiders and the snakes and the and the beating up yeah the the boxer kangaroos no no not at all uh but you know coming from that background i do feel tougher than the average european when it comes to animals yeah yeah definitely you have to be you know, like I'll punch that dog in the
1: nose. Like I, I won't stop. I won't. Yeah. I won't hesitate. <laughs> like, you know, you know who Carl Pilkington is.
0: Carl Perkington. Yeah, rings a bell. No,
1: he's uh, he was like the third Mike on Ricky Gervais's, uh podcast. Uh, like when it was mm-hmm. the original Ricky Gervais podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, he's described as a real life Homer Simpson. You know, like he's, he he feels dumb if you talk to him, uh-huh. but everything he says is like ridiculously funny or like deep for some Oh, reason. yeah, okay. And one of his theories was like, why um, why there's so many uh, poisonous like uh, animals and uh, insects in Australia? He was like, well, because if you think about it, all these kind of like bugs and worms, they always live under a rock. Uh-huh. And if you look at the earth as like a rock, then <laughs> Australia is like at the bottom of it.
0: <laughs> so like... <laughs> like, like like dumb but sounds like it could be insightful but funny <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. yeah one That's... of my other favorites of his <gasps> it's this like, it's just like uh, he, uh, he goes well the uh, the definition like the uh, theory of evolution strikes me as weird because like evolutionary between a man and the fish there's a mermaid, right? <laughs> it's it's That's not right. <laughs> so well.
0: That's great. It's a mermaid. Yeah. Where are the mermaids? <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris Perkington?
1: Uh, Carl Pelkington.
0: Carl Pelkington. Carl Pelkington. It's
1: just like, listen to, like they they even got an animated series for a while. Like they took the podcast and animated it into (sighs) like the best of parts. It's very, very enjoyable. That's great. It's mostly just like Carl saying something ridiculous and then Ricky and Stephen Merchant like riffing on it.
0: That sounds great. Mm. Ah, (laughs) ah, ah. All right, so comedy is starting up again this week and outdoor shows. And then do you know, and, and with the German scene, do you know it's it's, it's still going to be, what, like after the 18th of June that shit's starting?
1: Yeah, that's what people are saying right now.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay.
1: If they're okay, he stays where it is, which looks pretty good right now.
0: Yeah, I'm getting ready to cry again. I think, uh, did I cry? Yeah, in Barcelona after my, I think I cried more oh no i think i was crying just because of like loneliness actually but I think, yeah, comedy can be a reason.
1: Barcelona. Barcelona.
0: <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> I was such a Barcelona. Um, but uh, I feel like comedy, like it's exactly what we want to be doing. Like doing stand up is the pure, like it's the joy, but with the joy, it's like when you're in love, you know, like when you're in love, you feel more pain because you've got more emotionally invested in the, in that, you know, just moving nicely. And so when it's not going nicely, it hurts way more than if you weren't feeling it. So, when comedy's back up and running, it's like oh the joy of like trying new material and being on stage and seeing you know getting people coming up to you afterwards saying they love you and blah blah blah. Uh, but then on so the flip
1: saying we, we've all been collectively going through a breakup for one and a half years. Y- yeah, I see that. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't argue with that at all.
0: Right, right. Like it's well more like you know she's just not calling you back. Like you, you know like you want to hang out but she's like nah.
1: You've got COVID. You've got COVID. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But now she's coming back. Like she's coming back to town. She's, you know, comedy is 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 packing her bags and soon to be um, staying in uh, in our beds again. Uh, so I think there's gonna be more time for crying. This mm-hmm. is definitely. I just keep coming back to, around to crying because I think it's just such a. I think we need we need to talk more about crying.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm 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 doing my space regularly now where I talk about crying it's like for me it's just it's so strange because like, i've noticed that i can't uh, a while ago
0: yeah this is so
1: interesting so what like you you had
0: not cried since you were what like memorable like able to remember it as a child or do you do you remember crying as a teenager or in your 20s it's like,
1: really just uh, like when i had fights with girlfriends and not with every girlfriend it's like i could only the special ones yeah I, like <laughs> I, could, I could count the times that i cried on um, like since I, Like since puberty, probably on one hand. Now
0: crying in front of the girlfriend or crying when they were away from you and you were all destroyed? By yourself. No,
1: no, like during a fight. Like never, Ah. I never cried alone, which is. Never cried alone. Completely psychotic. Whoa. Yeah. Like I, uh, like uh, I already told you, but I guess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's funny to repeat uh, uh, that I tweeted that. And uh, some of my like uh, writer friends from Twitter said like, dude, like that should be the beginning to your novel. (laughs) Yes. It was um, that um, the, the, the night that my mother wanted a divorce. I was like 12, 13, I guess. Um, my father came to me and said, like, if you ever have to cry, go somewhere where people don't see the tears. And then he went downstairs and sat in the car for the rest of the night. <laughs> and I do not own a car. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've been, I've been, I don't know when I've noticed it. But I've definitely, for the last two years, I think I've been actively trying to like, get myself to cry and it was really hard to, uh, to impossible.
0: That's so interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's just like walking through Berlin for hours, listening to Elliot Smith on repeat, like, and no, nothing came out. I remember like, getting like drunk off of red wine because I remember that that got me emotional.
0: Red wine, totally. <coughs> yeah. What else makes me emotional? Well, I, like I think, yeah. all whiskey, no, no, that can block me as well.
1: Yeah, whiskey, whiskey doesn't make you emotional. No, at it all. doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> like it. It's totally, just,
0: that's totally why it was my liquor for yeah, so long. It's
1: just completely numbs you. It's cowboy. Just, it's cowboy yeah. liquor. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. No, yeah.
0: you're right. Okay, red wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: No, but basically the key, because like this year I started to work more and more, and the yeah the, 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 the key was just kind of like being able to feel. Yeah, like, and it's like the cliche to feel your feelings, like mm-hmm. to feel to feel your emotions. But that's so... something cliche about it. It's like... Yeah, but that's like what people say now. But it's like, <laughs> I try to describe it because like you, obviously you always think that you're feeling your feelings or you think that you're feeling your emotions because like you're sad, you're happy. Mm-hmm. But for me, it always was that I was mostly in my head. Yeah. Like i a very... Like I just like think a lot. It's like I'm a writer. Like you know, (laughs) i probably think a lot, Uh, and I'm very verbal. Uh, So most of my um, inner inner things they were just like thoughts and kind of sub, like subvocally verbalized thoughts, and feelings and emotions were more like things that were underneath them and mm-hmm. they were like directing thoughts in the in the particular direction yeah 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 for sure i never actually felt you know like uh-huh. it was it was just like they're like like my emotions and feelings were pushing up against all the text that i had running in my fucking yeah. robot brain and uh but i never actually connected to them and then now like uh like I've, where i've uh amped up my meditation and uh yeah specifically since i started doing uh like uh, conscious breathing, like conscious breathing kind of like, it it was an easy access for me at least to feel without thought, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's, a good description. Yeah, and that's where it it started to, I'm like, oh, this is actually like, I'm not thinking, I'm just like, I I feel that I'm like sad or scared or happy now. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, then there's a process of actually sitting with it yeah, because because usually, like when you feel when you feel something that we would consider a negative emotion, the natural response is like to get your thoughts off of it or do something against or, it. Or
0: yeah, yeah, do something like to problems to to be like, how do I make decisions in my life to avoid feeling this again? Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. whoa, 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 whoa. it's just part of your feelings. Like feel it so you can really you know let it let it process. Yeah, yeah. instead of just trying to. Um, problem solve your way out of it
1: yeah but if you grow up with like n- let nobody see that ever like so, you know, yeah you, you're you're not even thinking that like you're just okay how do I get rid of feeling uh, feeling shitty and yeah. then like the beautiful part is like once you like two days ago I just I just like sat with uh, yeah kind of just just feeling like hurt for I don't know maybe two or three hours like it was not pleasant but like I consciously did that. Yeah. And then the next day I woke up and I just had, like, great thoughts and, like, it was just felt, like, happy and uh, at home in the world. And, but, you know, like, you kind of have to, yeah, you have to process that shit. And that's where crying is really, it's like a physical release, basically. Yeah. Of, like, processing all that shit.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's, it's crazy. It's like, it's, yeah, it's like peeing. Feels <laughs> like yeah the, no, it's
1: like coming through your face it's coming through your and, face or pee, and, like and, and hard
0: yeah it's,
1: it's, it's, hard, it's hard crying is hard come it's
0: hard come exactly <laughs> although with coming it's pleasurable whereas like peeing it's like it's just a release like it's just something yeah, it's just toxins that need to go
1: no we're male female like for, for us, coming is a release. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is for us too, but there's pleasure involved. Whereas yeah. pain, it's like... But for us, it's, that there's product that leaves our body forever. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I mean. It's like more... It's like a family guy line where like P- P- Peter goes, women only used to make me cry through my penis. I didn't know they could make me cry through my face.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. But no, I'm going to argue that uh, crying is more like peeing for everybody. For everybody, because it's like, uh, it's something that needs to happen. It's a release. It gives you relief. It f- you feel better afterwards, but there's nothing, well, there's nothing sexual about it. <laughs> it's just yeah. removing the the sexual satisfaction. Like, I can feel a lot of satisfaction after yeah, but peeing.
1: See, but, but see, that's like, like, to you, that's easy to say, because I guess you just cried more than I did in my life. To So, so to you, maybe yeah. it feels like more of a... Because To me, it feels more special because it's like a new thing. Uh, so, so, if like, I
0: started squirting, maybe, yeah, because no, <laughs> be basically
1: like... it's like it, it sounds dumb for me or it sounds wrong for me to say, Well, I haven't peed in 20 years, <laughs> yeah, I'm Whereas, so like, worried about well, you. I, I haven't come in 20 years, and now I'm doing feels more special, yeah, so, uh, okay. Maybe and once I'm getting into it and just like start crying every other day, then yeah. I'm gonna be ah, oh, well, I guess it's like pissing, I think, Time yeah, to wear face underwear, but for now, <laughs>
0: yeah, and I think it probably should be more like pissing because it is you know it doesn't have to be like a howling cry it can just be like a howling cry is when you know there's this it's it's like it's so much like urine man Crying, it's like, like you've got this huge buildup. You know, it's this huge buildup of emotions. That's when you'll have like a big, big cry. But like just little cries every day from little frustrations. Like just like a like if you feel something that frustrates you, you immediately feel better if you allow yourself to cry. And it immediate, it's like you know that, that that term a watershed moment. Like yeah, like you really it it really just releases something. You're like oh God, I was like that hurt. And I cried, and that was a way for me to physically acknowledge that hurt and just be with it, and then, you know, and then you can just move on. Like it's whenever I resist crying, so usually it's when I'm at comedy shows <laughs> mm. or or, um, or when else have I recently resisted crying. Like if I'm with someone and I don't want them to see me cry, like I, mm. it's like a power thing. It's mm. like I don't um, – And then it's always better to just show it, but like, yeah, if, if you hold it back and hold it back, it's, um, it, it actually just prolongs your, like, it, it means it's going to just take you longer before you move to a a feeling better about it or getting perspective or, um, able to, yeah, feel a different thing. It's just like, it just, yeah, the, the more, even if you, it's just a little cry and I'm saying this and yet I don't, I, I still don't do it as uh, I still withhold sometimes, but you always feel better afterwards.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: A little, a little bit of IP every yeah. day, oh, keep the therapist away. <laughs> yeah, was
1: yeah. It, uh I think bowl of oranges by, uh, the bright eyes. Uh, bowl of oranges. Yeah, it's called the, the song is called Bowl of Oranges by the band Bright Eyes. Uh uh-huh. And your eyes must do some raining if you ever want to grow. <laughs> oh, that's.
0: Uh, <laughs> It's cute. It, yeah. It's cute. It's cute. I'm trying to think of like a good crying song or a good. I remember when I was a kid, the movie no. and back to Brad Pitt, Legends of the Fall. Have you seen Legends of the Fall? Oh no, no! That no. movie is outrageous. It's like, it is so dramatic. It's mm. so dramatic, and the the um, situations that uh, these characters find. Basically, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's life is just the most dramatic, emotional, love filled um despair filled thing ever. Mm. I uh, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I remember Does when he I was crying it? I, I don't think yeah, I think he cries, yeah. Oh. He cries in it. I'm pretty he has to. Like it's just so emotional. <laughs> so many things. And it goes through like the Civil War in the States, I think, as well as like World War One and then it goes through all these wars and like relationships and um yeah, very intense but I was 10 when I saw it, but I cried like five different times during that movie, like really cried. Mm. So maybe I'll watch that. Yeah. I think I'll watch that
1: too. (laughs) Yeah. Advertising it like that.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Really good. Um, all right. So you want to go to the park soon. So let's, um, this is good. This is good. We're at 15 minutes. Holy shit. Okay. So, um, is there anything else, uh, we want to talk about?
1: Mm. Uh, sure. How do you, uh, it's just uh, interesting for me because like you moved into what used to be my room for years, and I'm in the other room now. So just interesting to to, to look around. <laughs> 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 like what? Did somebody else? How, how sleeping on the hawk bed? Like it's the first time in your life that you have a hawk bed.
0: Yeah, first time in a hawk bed in a loft bed in like an adult bunk bed. Um, except like it's a whole floor. Uh, for people who don't know what a hawk bed is, it's. It's really cool. I really love it. This morning I um I was suffering from extreme back pain and nausea. And when I need when I experienced that, it had nothing to do with the drugs that I took last night. Um I know because I was sober for a year, like fourteen months. Um, but I need to usually in those moments um make myself throw up and then lie flat on the floor on a yoga mat, and that's how I sleep in my back readjusts itself and whatever so tonight was actually the first time that i haven't slept on the hook but i actually slept on the floor but yeah i uh i haven't had sex up there yet and i'm a bit worried about how loud it's gonna be because i realize when i move around up there on the actual like on the boards of the of the loft bed it creaks quite a bit so i'm curious to see how
1: noisy it will be with sex (laughs) yeah yeah like and the problem is i haven't used it for years so it's probably just like getting all creaky and moving around.
0: I don't know if, like, non-use will make it more creaky. I think they'll just be creaky if they're going to be creaky, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know enough about uh, wood. to have to uh, ask Hans Talhammer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hans Talhammer. The, he's the wood specialist. Is he coming around this weekend? Uh, he, like he said, he's going to come back this weekend. So okay, cool. He hasn't written yet, but I can ask him.
0: <laughs> Sick. He can help us with our washing
1: machine dilemma. Um. Yeah, look,
0: I will, when I do, invite someone around to have sex. I will ask you the next day
1: for your honest opinion about how loud it was. Yeah, well, unless our neighbor says something first.
0: <laughs> Dude, how Okay, so Alex's, our neighbor downstairs, screamed at Alex um, this week because I was playing the drums for 10 minutes at 8 p.m. Um, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah it was horrible and i felt so guilty and i'm not gonna be playing the drums until uh, and yeah i'm not gonna be playing the drums and like unless we somehow talk to this guy and find out that he's away from home at a certain yeah. time or, or something dead
1: you know or let's, dead let's just put that out there through the universe
0: or if you know the universe is so just uh, works the way that it dies it dies <laughs> and then we don't have this guy there anymore um but um uh, brought that up because yeah it was it was literally like 10 minutes of drumming yeah and like yes it's 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 not like real drums but it's still like thudding right it's it's thudding and if he gets angry with my hotbed sex then
1: yeah it's uh, the well guy. then there'll
0: be two men to deal with here and one <laughs> of him all right
1: <laughs> yeah no the guys just insane like he yeah, he complained about noise like twice before the first time it was like i was just playing acoustic guitar like on a weekend at three and he said that between two and four like he doesn't want that and he was like angry but kind of civil and i went all right so i didn't do that again Second time I played acoustic guitar like on a Saturday at 11 p.m. for five minutes, which yeah, you probably shouldn't do, but this is a very loud house, Leshenko. Dude, and it's you an can, acoustic guitar. Yeah, nah, you can man. just come up like and be like, "Hey, please be quiet!" Instead, he uh, almost kicked down the door and screamed asshole through the whole trap house. Yeah, and this time eight, thir- there was the all these things are like a month or more apart from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this time he just came up and uh, yeah, screamed for. Her. About as long as you play trance. Like Yeah, <laughs> it, it felt it felt like five to ten minutes that he screamed at me. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Basically, this guy he just wants to explode. I mean, everybody goes crazy during lockdown. And this is a loud house. Like we're way far, not the loudest here. And yeah, he's gonna kill somebody. Hopefully, himself. And uh, yeah, <laughs> let's just not let's just not that BS. And exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna keep it down until he somehow is gone. Or and also, we're not gonna be home in the evenings that much anymore because comedy is opening up again so
0: exactly who
1: gives a fuck
0: who gives a fuck <laughs> all right so let's um yeah okay so there's comedy happening at barter house this week if you want to check out some english language comedy i'll be doing at least one spot um from tomorrow and then shows will be opening up uh check out alex your twitter your it's um
1: yeah my twitter is at alex alexupatov and uh, yeah, I have a podcast uh, called Fickt euch alle on all the podcasts. Podcasts, it's in but, German but, and it's druggy. Fickt euch alle. In that kind of thing. Go there.
0: Yeah. Do it. Do it. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to being a little bit more sober from next week. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Uh, that's been Adult Only Comedy Berlin. See you next time. Bye. Bye bye.